For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Wow, what a slow news day, huh? A sleepy Tuesday here in the A. Welcome to the program, Mark Aram and gang with you till 8 in the p.m. We're going to continue to cover the breaking news. Chris Chandler is all over there. Uh, Vice President, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden picks his running mate. We've got postponements in the college football season. We'll go in-depth on that. Uh, Jamie Dupree is going to join us in 30 minutes with reaction in D.C. uh, to Biden's vice presidential pick. But I know it's hot out there. Traffic stinks. And you've been waiting all day to laugh. So let's make you laugh to start the Mark Aram Show with my little buddy. It's time for Would You Rather with Little Sanjay. He is the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the ask of our answerable questions. We need him more now more than ever to put a smile on our face. He's Little Sanjay and Would You Rather. How are you, fella? I'm doing well. Thank God I don't have morbid questions today. Jeez. Well, yeah, we want to keep it light. We want it's, it's a fun segment. That's why we lead off every Tuesday and Thursday with little Sanjay and Would You Rather. Sanjay's going to ask us unanswerable questions. We're going to answer them here in the studio. I want you to play along in your car. Hopefully your AC is working because it's a nine on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter. It is sticky out there. we got a red alert. So let's uh, let's have some fun, Sanjay. What is our first question tonight? All right, number one, would you rather win a supply of sodas or a lifetime supply of candy am i restricted to the brand so is it all coke and all snickers or it is it is any soda if you want if you want some creamsicle cream soda made in belgium and the soda that's the one you're getting they're known for their cream cream soda um wow the that's this actually a tough that one for me. Really? No, it is because wow. uh, Dr. Brown's, you ever had Dr. Brown soda? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mexican Coke, Longoria. Huh, huh, huh. But I do love, but I said a couple weeks ago, I don't actively search out candy. Candy finds me. <laughs> but uh, how often does it find I need you? to, here's the bottom line. I need to cut both out of my diet. Um, but I'm going to go with unlimited soda. Really? Unlimited soda for a lifetime. There's a lot of good sodas out there. Dr. Brown's Black Cherry, Mexican Coke. I like that. Uh, there's some. Ace Hardware has. Ace, Ace War- Hardware. Have you, you ever gone past the checkout line at Ace Hardware? Yeah, they always have a bunch they of. They have sarsaparilla. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's good. Cherry Coke. So I'm going unlimited soda. Deborah Green, I'm curious about your answer here. I don't ever really drink soda. Yeah. Um, but I'm not that big into candy either. Yeah. Um, I'll give up the candy and keep soda just because I mix it with drinks. Let's let's say you are very gracious. What does your husband prefer more, soda or candy? Yeah, no, probably drink soda. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, he can have soda. whatever I get. That's All fine. Right. Sanjay, what are you doing? You beating a cat in the background? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Sorry about that, buddy. 
sorry about that. What is it? It's dinner time. Oh, it's just it's di- a sausage. It's dinner time. It's the sausage s- and kimchi. It's the sausage. Sausage doesn't make that noise. Uh, <laughs> it does when you cook it right. Beefsteak Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm definitely taking candy. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. You're a candy yeah. guy. Yeah. But you like the crap candy. You no, like no, the, I love the the worse the better. The fruity candy. Yeah, you don't absolutely. like chocolate stuff. No. Ugh. Such a chick. <laughs> long uh, Unlimited soda. Yeah, unlimited soda. Dr. Pepper. That, yeah. yeah. Dr. Pepper all That'll day long. That would probably be it. Uh, next question, Sanjay. All right. Would you rather only drink hot drinks? That means you eliminate all cold drinks from, or lukewarm drinks from your from your diet. Just hot drinks or eat just cold food. So if I... If I pick, if I want hot food, then what are my drinks? I'm I'm confused. So if you're eating hot food, you're drinking only cold drinks. If you're drinking hot drinks, I'm all eating cold cold food. food. God, that's tough because coffee is such an important part of my life, and iced coffee is a creation of the devil. Yeah, it is. Erickson should go in depth on that on his Sunday. uh, (laughs) It is horrible. His Sunday sermon. (laughs) That is that is the creation of uh, Al Pacino. Wow, the devil. Um. But just cold food, God. Well, I can do cold lobster rolls. I can no. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hot food and, and cold drinks and and get rid of coffee. Yeah, I'll give up the hot drinks. I think the only thing hot I drink is hot chocolate, maybe in the winter. Yeah. Plus, That's I'm it. getting free soda, so I'm gonna. I'll just drink Jolt Cola in the morning or whatever Jolt. instead of Coke. <laughs> so I'm getting free sodas. Yeah, I'm gonna go hot food, cold drinks. I'm not eating a cold steak, so no. Oh yeah, I'm I didn't taking think about hot that. food. Yeah, don't care about the rest. A little steak tartare, yeah, perhaps. No. Uh, Longoria, the Stoic Eskimo. Yeah, I'm gonna go hot foods. Hot foods. I only drink coffee, and that's the only thing hot I drink. Yeah, but so. coffee is vital to my life. Yeah. Would you rather continues with little Sanjay? What's the next question, Sanjay? All right. Would you rather have upstairs neighbors who stomp around all day, or downstairs neighbors with screaming, crying children? Hmm. I'm going to go downstairs, neighbors with creaming, scry- crying children. Just creaming, crying? Creaming, crying. Because um, I think I can mute the, or, or lessen, dampen, if you will, the sound. If I put a bunch of rugs on the floor, something. When there's someone, have you ever had a neighbor upstairs that's loud? It's the worst. So I'm going crying babies downstairs. Deborah Green. I think eventually the kids fall asleep. They get tired of crying. Eventually, they'll stop. Yeah, Chuck, can you vouch for that? Do kids eventually stop? <laughs> yeah, when they when they get about six or seven years old. Yeah. So you're gonna go with the ne- the I'll downstairs? With, yeah, I'll do yeah. it. There. I get loud music. Chucky, I'm 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 with you. I'm already used to a screaming kids, so yeah. I'm probably good. Uh, but you can upstairs neighbors are the worst. Yeah, they're just the worst, and it never stops, and they always doing it the most inopportune yeah, time. It, you it, know, absolutely trying to sleep or eat. I'm with you on that. Uh, <laughs> Longoria. Uh, yeah, I'm with him on that. Um, I'm already used to the screaming kids. Like, I can kind of drown that out yeah. a little bit. Well, you drown him out because you, you've got... Uh, he locks him out of his, he locks Whoa, him out of yeah. his room. I, I have now put a soundproof door in my room, so yeah. I can't hear And he's either. got that uh, padding like that you see in recording studios <laughs> yeah, yeah, all along yeah. his the walls. Egg crates everywhere. Yeah, the kids literally <laughs> could be burning the house down, and yeah. Longoria's just yeah. drinking a Dr. Pepper in bed. Hope those alarms work. <laughs> Next question, Sanjay. All right, would you rather have your phone be indestructible, have unlimited battery life, or get perfect Wi-Fi and cell signal everywhere you go? Run down those options again. Those are three difficult options. So indestructible, unlimited battery life, or perfect signal? Unlimited battery life. I My battery drains very quickly. I'm on the phone a lot. I'll do perfect signal. Perfect Never signal. that far away from a charger. Okay. 
Fair enough. Low T Chuck. Oh, give me the signal. Signal, really? Yeah. You guys got uh, burner phones? What are you doing? Our families live out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Your families. Yeah, like if you ever go visit people, they oh, live out in I the middle you. of nowhere. I got you. Okay. Yeah. I was like, well, if you call them, it doesn't matter what your phone, but you're saying when you're out there yeah. visiting. Okay. Same with you, Chuck? Yeah. Is there yeah. any cell service in Montana? Like, what's Very the... little. Yeah. It's pretty, sp- <laughs> it's legit, it's pretty spotty. Yeah. Like, I would just imagine if you're outside the big cities, it's going to be difficult. If you were to drive around there, you kind of have to know. The good where spots. the next towns are yeah. and make sure that you do what you need to, like get gas or food, because you'll end up 80, 90 miles of highway before you ever get a signal back. You ever so. do the fake hang up? Oh, uh, hello, I'm losing you. Hello. I can't get away with it down here. My mom knows all <laughs> the time I used to do that. Yeah, I've all done the that. Time. A Cut your voice time. out because it was just natural. Yeah. Especially if you're driving. Yeah. You're not going to be what happened. Hello? Hello? Chuck? Hello? And then you hello? just hang up. Schlongoria. Uh, service. You want the really? Yeah. yeah. I have great I, service everywhere I go. I don't I don't I mean I don't have to worry about battery. You so. gotta get on with the uh, Xfinity uh, mobile guys. Come on. Maybe that's yeah. Maybe. maybe. I, I have literally no problem with service anywhere except Sanjay's basement. That's the only place. <laughs> okay. it's, it's lead line. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know if you knew this or not, uh Deborah. Sanjay's a prepper. He bought uh, 14 tons of Sean Hannity's Patriot Bucket Food. <laughs> 14 tons. And it's all, it's all chicken thighs. And what else you got in there, Sanjay? It's not his trail mix that he uses? Oh, no, no. He chicken makes homemade. Thighs and garbanzo beans. Yeah, he makes his own trail mix. He doesn't, he doesn't buy Hannity's trail mix. Uh, next question, Sanjay. All right, this is the last question. Would you rather have your parents accidentally walk in and see your significant other without clothes on or have your significant other's parents accidentally walk in and see you without your clothes on. I'm sad I have to say this, but you need to repeat that awful question one more time. <laughs> I know. I, well, yeah. Would you rather your parent, your parents... Yeah, a- Alice and Ed. significant other without clothes on, on accident, or... Hold on, hold on. Let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Okay. You're in the bunker, so you broke up a little bit. The first question is, would I rather see okay. Alice and Ed, my parents, do what? See what? Would would you rather your parents walk in and see Maya without her clothes on, or but not me? Just have without you. Just, all right, just Maya. Sorry, you all know. Right. Okay. Or okay. Have your have her parents walk in on accident and see you with no clothes on? I think it's a no brainer because one of us looks a lot better without clothes <laughs> on than the other, right? Yeah. Like, True. yeah. I mean, yeah. So I'd rather my parents walk in on Maya. It's like going to a museum. You know, you see, like, it's like a, a sculpture. It's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> great answer. Yeah. That's a great answer. For me, stairs it'd long. be look like, it'd be like, um, I don't know, like a caveman. Like, you just wouldn't want to, no one wants to see that. Plus, her dad might pull back his uh, <laughs> his blessings on the marriage. Yeah, so my parents walk in on her. Deborah Green. I've been to a sauna with my mother-in-law. Does that count? That's weird. Kind of. Well, there you go then. So you want them to walk in on you? I don't want them to. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a desire, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Look at Deborah, an exhibitionist. I like it. I absolutely would rather have my parents walk in on my wife. Yeah, I don't want to have to carry that with me. And no, every time I like looked at my mother-in-law, I was like, oh, she's seen me naked. I don't want to deal with that. 
100%. I'll let Jennifer deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hot neighbor. Yeah, That's a no-brainer. Yeah, I push it off on the wife. I mean, I'd rather... I, that way, I don't have to deal with it. It's her yeah. deal. Like, why, but why the odds you... are greater that your mother-in-law will walk in and see you naked That's true. she lives with you. Right. That's yeah. true. But I have the door locked, so she can't... <laughs> she can't get in either. She can't get in either. Good job, Sanjay. Appreciate you, buddy. Sanjay, the official accountant of the Mark Aram Show. You can find him on Facebook. It's Brass Tax, Brass Tax Accounting or Brass.Tax. Also... He makes a mean tuna salad at uh, Cafe at Far Dunwoody. Really good tuna salad, by the way, Silky. My man. All right, there you go. We'll come back. we got breaking news to cover. We've got a vice presidential pick for the Democrats, college football postponement for some of the conferences, and, of course, your lovely calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Uh, welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. It's a hot one. Traffic stinks. We're going to try to keep you entertained. Uh, I have to talk about uh, the breaking presidential uh, primary news, the vice presidential pick by Joe Biden today. The former vice president picks his running mate, uh, Kamala Harris. Um, y- y- politics, you know, politics isn't my bag. I-, I just I just don't like I don't think it's entertaining talk. But I do want to talk about this because, A, it's important. And B, it's it's historic, right? I mean, we've got a woman of color being the first time nominated on the vice presidential pick. I'm going to handle it in the Mark Aram show way when we come back, and I think we're going to have fun with it. it. It's a it's a a positive spin. No matter what you think about her, the Democrats or Republicans, we're going to spin this into a positive conversation. Plus, Jamie Dupree 2.0 is going to join us with the latest on the Harris pick in Washington D.C. And then your calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Tuesday night, The Mark Aram Show, 95.5 WSB. Hey, this is Louis Anderson, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, 640-ish, 88 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram and the Bananas with you till 8 in the p.m., Uh, The breaking news you heard here live on WSB, Kamala Harris has been uh, picked by uh, Joe Biden to be his vice presidential running mate uh, for the Democratic ticket. I I really don't care, no offense to anyone listening, what you think of the pick. I'm pretty assume uh, if you're on the left, you love the pick, and if you're on the right, you hate the pick. So I I just, uh, it's nothing personal. Like, I don't care what Chuck thinks about it. I don't care what Deborah thinks about it. I don't care care what Longoria thinks about it. I do care what President Trump thinks about it, though. You heard this live on WSB Radio. Well, I like Vice President Mike Pence much better. He is solid as a rock. He's been a fantastic vice president. He's done everything you can do. I also care what Jamie Dupree thinks about the pick. He's in D.C. getting reaction there, Jamie. Mark Kamala Harris has seemingly been the favorite to be the running mate for Joe Biden since last year. As I can clearly remember people talking about it at the first couple of debates, even as Harris went after Biden at first. Harris is a former district attorney and state attorney general in California and was elected to the U.S. Senate back in 2016. Certainly Harris does not deliver any swing state for Biden or the Democrats, but mark her selection definitely sends a signal to black voters as Democrats look to substantially increase their voter turnout from four years ago. Two interesting points there for Jamie. So, you know, a lot of times the vice presidential pick is like, all right, we need someone from Ohio or Florida or Wisconsin, Deborah, to get that swing state. California is not a swing state, right? That's that's going to be Democrat for sure. So there's no, uh, you know, positive political angle there. 
But choosing a woman of color certainly might energize a base that has yet to be energized, right? I, th- I would say that the most energized the Democrats are are just to beat uh, President Trump. I don't think they're Democrats that are all gaga over Biden. They, the only reaction they have is we got to beat Trump. Uh, so I understand the two uh, points there. Which which is more important, energizing the base or securing a swing state? Mark, obviously, if you go back to the very first Democratic debate in Miami last summer, that was when Kamala Harris went after Biden, attacking him directly over his past record on race, which I remember left Biden somewhat surprised by her arguments. But while Harris clearly planned that attack on Biden and got a lot of favorable press, she was never able to capitalize on that as she got out of the Democratic race fairly early on. And maybe that's one reason, Mark, that she was seen as a favorite for months to be Biden's running mate in the 2020 race. Yeah, locally, by the way, I should mention uh, two Georgia women were allegedly on the short list, uh, Mayor Bottoms and Stacey Abrams. They did not uh, make the final cut. Obviously, it was Harris there. More from Jamie Dupree 2.0. Republicans wasted no time in casting Harris as a reactionary left-wing extremist who will control Joe Biden like a political puppet. In a video posted by President Trump, the first nickname he's using for the California Democrat is phony Kamala. I'm not quite sure, Mark, that's going to stick or even make an impact that we'll see in the days ahead. Most of the attacks by the Trump campaign and the GOP recently have been that wild-eyed liberals are going to run Biden over. And I would expect we'll hear a lot more of that from Republicans and President Trump. I I think, though, like if you were looking on the spectrum of the people on the short list, let's get it. Let's bring in Charles Thomas, our political advisor from The Revenant. Right. uh, Harris is more of a moderate than, say, a Stacey Abrams. No. You think Stacey Abrams is more moderate than Harris? No, neither of them are. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not, they can't be exactly the same, right? They're not, but you're not gonna you're not gonna make, find a, a sliver's worth of difference between the two of them. Oh, I disagree. To make the there. distinction that one's okay. I disagree. I think okay. Harris is definitely more of a moderate pick, no. um, simply because of her law enforcement background as a DA. Um, I, I think of the possible, uh, maybe I don't know about I don't know much about Susan Rice, but I definitely think compared to to Stacey Abrams, she was more. But I, again, I defer to Charles Thomas the Third. Our political analyst from the may, uh, perception might be. Yeah, if you're talking about policy and what they're what they've advocated, no, there you're, you're, you think there's lockstep. Difference. Yeah. All right. But you're right in theory, just with the way both of them conducted themselves in the lead up to this. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. President Trump was. Uh, it was weird the way he reacted on the during the coronavirus briefing when he was taking questions. He was trying. It seemed like he was trying to pin too many tails on the donkey about why he didn't like her. And he was he was talking about military defunding, and it, it seemed like he wasn't really prepared as as well as he should have been because they knew what this pick was before the press conference started. Uh, what else, Jamie? Mark, the obvious question to ask on a day like today is: Does this selection of Kamala Harris do anything to change the dynamic of the 2020 race? And I would say the answer is no, it does not alter the race in any way, as I don't see it giving Joe Biden a big boost or causing some terrible vice presidential problem like George McGovern picking Tom Eagleton. Mark, I think this was frankly the safest and most logical pick for Biden and has been seen that way by many Democrats for months, as Biden and Harris will make their first joint appearance on Wednesday in Biden's home state of Delaware. Thank you, as always, Jamie. He's on Twitter, at Jamie Dupree. We'll hear him tomorrow on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. We'll be right back and open up those phones. It's the Mark Aram Show, 95.5 WSB. 
Welcome back to the show. 654, still 90 stanking degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Airman, Hal's with you in 8 in the p.m. All right, so I want to discuss the VP pick, but I, I'm going to try to do this in a non-political way. Let's just think of, of uh, Kamala Harris as a person, right? Remove the, the D next to her name. Remove her name. She's just a person that was just uh, picked to be a vice presidential candidate, right? So imagine if it was you. Okay, you're driving home right now. You're listening. I know it's never going to happen for most of you. You'll never be the vice president. But how amazing of a day would that be? Like you have just been picked to be the vice presidential running mate, right? And imagine if you get that news, you get picked, what the reaction is in your inner circle right now. Your parents, your kids, your coworkers, your friends from high school. Like they'd be jumping off the wall in excitement, right? So I, I imagine that's going on in Harris's inner circle right now because they didn't know for sure if she was going to get it. Well, and she's certainly been, she's accomplished a lot in her life uh, career-wise. But the, I would imagine today is the proudest day of her life, right? Not just for her, but for her family and friends and coworkers and cousins and people she's known forever. Like, they, like even if you went to like fifth grade and you don't keep in touch with Kamala Harris anymore, like you'd be like, oh my God, my fifth grade my fifth grade classmate is just got like it's it's just I I love the the angle of like what big earth shattering news that is and it's I'm sure it's been the same when Sarah Palin got nominated as vice president like what was going on in Wasilla Alaska like holy cow Sarah like I just think that's a cool no matter what happens in the election or who you want to win or who you want to lose that's a really cool thing to happen in someone's life like I went to baseball camp with the general manager of the Chicago Cubs. I haven't talked to the guy since I was 12, but I'm like, that, that's my butt. Like when he got named the general manager, it's like, oh my God, that's a, and that's a far cry from, but so I just like that, that slice of life moment where someone like it was when Herman Cain, I had the same thing when Herman Cain was leading the poll. I was like, oh my God, that's Herman Cain. You know, like I just, I want to capture that and, and, and personalize it for everybody out there. So very simply What's the proudest day of your life? And I get, I mean, I know, Chuck, you're probably in Longoria you're going to say, oh, when we have our kids. Well, that might be the happiest day of your life. Your wedding might be the happiest day of your life. What's the proudest day of your life where you accomplished something and you were like, wow, I, I did that. Like, this this is a big deal. So that's how I want to talk about this uh, political story. Try not to make it political. Just imagine if if this happened to you or someone you know. Take the politics out of it what an impact it would be in your circle and what was the proudest day of your life. I'll tell you mine. The bananas can think about theirs and I want to hear from you. 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. We will continue to have coverage of the VP pick throughout the night. President Trump's reaction, your reaction tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Fire up that open mic. And uh, let Slade and the news team know you think about Harris being the VP pick. But we'll take your calls next, 404-872-0750. This is the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. Show to go to Tuesday Eve to you, Mark Aram here. You there at seven oh seven, seven minutes after seven o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard nightly 
Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. The whole fam here tonight. Deborah Green produces the show. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T. Chuck. Screens them calls. Uh, we are covering the breaking news on a couple of for a lot of lot of breaking news today. We got the Cherokee County School. We got college football being postponed. Maybe Big Ten, Pac Ten. Waiting to see what the SEC says. But the big uh, political news today was Kamala Harris has been picked by uh, Joe Biden to be his vice presidential running mate. A uh, big story nationally and politically, but also locally because there were two Georgia ladies that were allegedly in the running: Mayor Bottoms and Stacey Abrams. They. Do not make the cut. Uh, we'll have coverage on this, of course, throughout the overnight. I can tell you right now, as heard on WSB, President Trump, not a fan of the senator from California. She's a big tax raiser. She's a big uh, slasher of funds for our military. And she's uh, got a lot of difficult things that she's going to have to explain. I'll let the Ericsons and the Von Hesslers of the world uh, dissect what this pick means politically. I, I'm uh, That's not my lane. But I do know, uh, if you take politics out of it, this is a big day for anyone in the Harris family or in the Harris orbit, right? That's that's a huge day, regardless of what you think of her or politics. Like, just just imagine if that was you. Like, how, how would your phone be blown up, Chuck? Like, you've probably got the best chance out of the four of us to ever be— nominated vice president just because <laughs> because your ties to Erickson. I mean, sure. it, it most likely won't happen, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think you have a better chance than Longoria and myself. Well, clearly. Oh, yeah, Deborah, I don't know. She could run in Not Wisconsin. Interested. Not interested. So, like, if you got picked for the vice presidency today, what would your life be like? Your phone would be blowing up. Girl, yeah, girls I, you I, hooked I, up with back in uh, Missoula would be like, hey, Chuck, remember me? Like, how crazy would a day like would it be? I'd have to like a panic debriefing so I could get all my dirty laundry out and see what skeletons they got to hide, hide further down there. I love that's where your oh, mind went. Oh, it like, immediately oh, went to that. Are yeah. you kidding me? Panic debrief. That's where Chuck's mind hot. went. <laughs> I was like, like, ooh. Think how proud your parents would oh, be. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'd be, I mean, yeah. it's just a cool thing, right? Yeah, so what, what's been the proudest day of your life? And, and not the happiest day, because I'm assuming your wedding, birth of your children, happiest, but proudest, something that you accomplished that, that just, separates that day from all others. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Drew kicks us off in Woodstock. Drew, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark. How you doing? What's up, brother? Hey, so the proudest day of my life was when I graduated college. I got out a semester early, and um, it was something I decided in my freshman year that I was going to do because I hated the term college kid, and I got called that all the time. And once I got out, and then, you know, the second proudest day was when I landed my first job. But I worked really, really, really hard to get out early. And that was that was by far, you know, I'm a married man. I've got a wife. Wedding so, day was the happiest day of my life. Sure, that, sure. But, but I, I think any college, any college degree is, is it something to be celebrated and proud about. But what, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm curious about why you wanted to get out early, simply because you didn't like being called a college kid or was there? Well, that and it was going to it, it was gonna save me money and so i went straight through from like august of 08 to december of 2011 i went straight through college summer classes everything and but you know when i got out i had two concentrations i had a bachelor's degree bba and and i just i was able to you know kind of put that feather in my hat you did that the smart way i went the other way i went the five-year plan I was like, let me, let me throw an extra. I'm not going to get out early. I'm going to stay a little bit later. <laughs> Wasn't the initial plan, but, uh, hey, it all worked out at the end, I guess. I paid for it. That extra year was very expensive, Longoria. Patricia's incoming. Patricia, welcome to the show. How are you? 
I'm great. How are you doing? Excellent. Proudest day of your life, Patricia. Okay, so personally for me, proudest day was when I'm a teacher. It was when I got um, when I was chosen as teacher of the year for my school. So that was like a big deal. Wow, but, that's huge. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, who that's voted on that? Does, do the students vote on that or faculty? No, the faculty. So, and I work at a great school, and so for for those great teachers, I just you know you think, man, me? Like really, you guys, me? You picked me? That's so, really cool. How yeah. long ago was but that? Uh, two years ago. Oh, look at you. I'm proud of you, Patricia. I don't even know you. That's fantastic. But I have a funny one, a funny proud moment, too. So my my son is in the marching band at the University of Alabama, okay, in the MDB. And so uh, when he was a freshman, the very first game that they played that year, uh, like their season opener, so the game's going on. I got friends over. We're watching the game. And all of a sudden, um, I hear my friends just going nuts. And so I run, because I had stepped out of the room for a minute. I come running back in. They were like, Ryan was just on television. My phone blew up. Like, everybody I knew in the whole country sent me pictures of my kid's face on TV, which is so weird for a band kid to make it onto TV coverage of a football game. That's awesome for, uh, for a couple reasons. Let, let me jump, jump in for a second. One, I like that the second proudest moment in your life involved your kids. Because that's what I think a lot of these calls are going to be like when my son graduated from college or yeah. what. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you a second question, though. Is, is your son still in the band at Alabama? He is. All right. So, we, you know, we've been talking about canceling college football, or whatever. We've really neglected yeah. the band angle of this. What does your yeah. son think? And as a mom of a band member, what do you think about the, the upcoming so season? This, so this is his senior year. So I'm kind of like. I'm on the verge of being super devastated that he might miss that experience for his senior year. But um, he's got a great attitude about it. He says, Mom, I've had three great years. I've been to playoff games. I've been to a national championship with my team. And he's like, I've kind of experienced everything. The sad thing was they were going to go and march in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year. Uh, and that's not going to Yeah. That stinks. So, but, 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 you know, it's all good. We're, we're just going to keep our fingers crossed that something happens. But... Did your son go to band camp? Uh, he does go to band camp, but they didn't have it this year. All right. I've heard a lot of crazy things go on at band camp. <laughs> yeah, don't, hey, don't talk to anybody's mom about band camp. There you go. Sorry about that, Patricia. What a great call. That is very cool. Proudest day of your life. David's in Snellville. David, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, thank you. How are you doing? Excellent. What's going on, David? Great show. Long-term, long-time listener, first-time caller. So I enjoy your show every day. Thanks, buddy. What's going on? Yeah, my uh, proudest day was I'm a Bible translator, and um, it took me about 20 years to translate the Bible in a language that they didn't have it. Wow, well, hold on. That's that's pretty amazing. So uh, Central Asian country. Um, I cannot tell you which country it is. I cannot tell you where I'm from. Oh, I was going to guess it. Dagnabbit. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. We'll do that no, another let's game. let's not guess it. Guess let's the Bible guess translation it. game on the Mark Aram Show. 20 yeah. years to do that. That's incredible. Yeah, we started in 1988 and finished it in 2008. Wow. And that's the first time the Bible has been translated in that Into language. that language. And I'm working on a second language currently, and we're hoping to finish that by 2024. I don't know you, yeah. David, but I'm very proud of you. Let me ask how the like the book sales of that go, right? Do you get yeah. a commission every time that no. Bible? No, it's flat no, fee? No, no, no. It's all voluntary. It's oh. all um, donation-based. Labor of love. So I don't, I'm not salaried. I'm a full-time missionary. Yeah. 
And uh, so, yeah, no, this is, I cannot. And, and another thing I was going to tell you, my parents, my relatives don't know that I do this. So I never received a phone call about it. And uh, well, I'm my super proud of you, man. I'm totally super what proud I do, of you. And yeah. So I cannot tell people what I do. <laughs> can I ask, can I ask you a uh, new Old Testament, both, which did you translate? Both. Both, both of them. Both. My yeah, man. we finished both of them. That was the first complete Bible. And I'm working on a second complete Bible for the same country with a different language. That's fantastic. I don't know if so. you know this or not, but Longoria's first daughter, her middle yeah. name is Genesis after the after the book Genesis. Wow. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Not or the Wonderful. band. It's either the band I or think the, it's the band. It's the band. Yeah, All right. David, great call. Wow. Can you twenty years to do that? That's impressive. I'm proud of him. Yeah. I wonder what language it is. I don't know. Why is it so secretive? Well, apparently it's wherever he translated. It's a country that they are not digging the... Uh, I'm thinking somewhere in Asia. The just... King James Bible, right? They're like, we had a, what, what are they going to do to him? Like, just because he says... I don't, I don't know. He might be a refugee. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's really cool. Mark's up next on the program. What's going on, Mark? Hey, Mark. How you doing? Excellent. What's cooking? Hey, man, I want to tell you about the proudest day of my life. Uh, growing up, I was always a bigger kid. I kind of got out of hand. I really became pretty obese, got up to 530 pounds. Um, I set a goal three years ago that I was going to get down below 250. Um, earlier this year in May, I got down below 250. I'm now 230. Wow. So from 550 to 230? Absolutely. How did five thirty to two thirty? Five. Th- so three hundred pounds. You lost me. You lost a whole me absolutely. right there. I was just absolutely tired of it. Uh, I I couldn't even fit in my car at times. None of my friends, you know, would invite me to do the outdoor things that they like to do. And one day, I just looked at myself in the mirror and I said, "You are disgusting." It is. It is time for a change. I, I say that quite often in the mirror. Let me ask you two questions here. One. Yes, um, I'm a little jealous that you got to get up to 5:30. What was the key to get to 5:30? Like, what was your weakness? What did you, what do you attribute most of the calories to to get to 530 bills? Honestly, man, I'm a huge pothead. I would just sit around, <laughs> play video games, and I would just eat and eat. And, you know, really, I just didn't move. I, I didn't leave my apartment. But for was it was it pe- was it pizza time. rolls? Was it hot pockets? Was it McDonald's? Like, what was the thing that? You ate the most of, you think, in that buildup. Is there one specific food item? I do love McDonald's. I've got a weakness, right. but but the Baconator at Wendy's is number one. <laughs> All right, a little plug for I, the Baconator. All right, the second time. question, what was the key to lose the 300 pounds? What what did it? Aside from, you know, deciding you wanted to do it diet-wise, how did you get it done? Man, just, just looking forward to forward motivation. I, I started getting interested in girls, and, I, you can't do it when you're that big. Yeah, it's tough for sure, but it's all it's tough when you're 150 pounds too. I mean, girls are they're they're tough to crack, man. It's they're tough an to fit. Yeah, they are an enigma. Mark, great job. <laughs> I'm so I am so proud of these listeners. You've accomplished that's, more than I ever will. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, Mike's in Woodstock. Mike, proudest day of your life, brother. Mike, yeah, that's me. How are you doing? Excellent. What's cooking? All right. Proudest days of my life was a decision I made to go ahead and get into college. You were you hadn't that planned was, on going to college, and you decided one day I'm going to do this. Yeah, I did, because my best friend's father ran an X-ray technology program. He only took females, mind you. <laughs> and he, yeah, and he said, I only take females, Mike, but he said, I'll make an uh, exception in your case. Okay. And uh, I'll take you in. Well, that got me started. So I started looking around, 
I know, I'm going down to one of the local colleges, and I uh, got into a respiratory therapy program, signed up, and here I am, 42 years later, a respiratory therapist. Great, uh, great story and a great living, too. I'm sure Mike is, uh, he's got a nice little compound up there at Woodstock. Good stuff. Proudest day of your life. Uh, in honor of the BVP pick, uh, politics aside, got to be the proudest day of Kamala Harris's life, right? What was your proudest day? 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Proudest Talk. day of your life. I want to hear it. We're going to find out what the banana's proudest day was uh, after news, weather, and traffic as well. Uh, Ben's in Madison. Ben, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Mark. Proudest Been day of your life, Ben. For a while. Love it. Thank you, sir. Proudest day of my life. That was when I became a professional athlete. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm not going to take any uh, thunder away from you, but because uh, <laughs> I know you are well, um, baseball, right? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, but yeah, Division One athlete. That's okay. What what sport did you so become a professional okay, at? <laughs> I became a professional jockey. No, like horse jockey. Horse jockey, yes, sir, in the state of Kentucky. That's amazing. Uh, I'm assuming you're a slight fella, right? You got to be. Well, I currently weigh. Um, I'm five foot three. I currently weigh 110 pounds, so I'm naturally that size. So I was, you know, kind of just thought that would be the way to go. My knowledge of jockeys comes strictly from movies, right? Uh, Secretariat. What was the one with Tobey Maguire? Um, that was Secret- Secretariat. Uh, sea Biscuit. Sea Biscuit. Yeah. So yeah. it seems like that's a tough existence. Did you find that to be so? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, one of your previous callers said he wanted to go. He went to college. He just went to college. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go to college for something, but I didn't know what to go for. And everybody told me I was, you know, because of my stature, I should be a jockey. So I, one day I Google searched jockey schools in Kentucky. That's where I'm from. And uh, it was actually the uh, guy that did all the racing scenes in Seabiscuit. Yeah. His name is his name is Chris McCarron. He's in the Hall of Fame. Real quick, Ben. Real, real quick, Ben, because yeah. we got a break. Go did ahead, go did you ever get to enjoy yeah, yeah. the winner's circle as a jockey? I enjoyed. I rode in my career in uh, six years. I rode five thousand races and I won five hundred and fifty of them. My man. And I was able to, I was able to bank seven and a half million dollars in purse earnings. Oh my goodness! My uh, former producer Buford moved to Kentucky to become a jockey. Didn't work out as well for Buford. <laughs> but he's back now. Buford, yeah. call the show. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. I want to hear the proudest day of your life. This is the Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Cal Penn, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. 736, 24 in front of 8. Uh, the Bananas and I with you till 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Don't forget you can listen at home. Via the WSB radio app or Google Home or Amazon Alexa, just say play 95.5 WSB. I wonder if you can say it with like a real weird accent, if it'll still play. I'll test that at home tonight with my Amazon Alexa. What accent are you going to say? That's pick? what I was just going to ask. <laughs> the only accent I can do is an old Jewish man. <laughs> so I'll try that one out. We'll see if it works. Um, we are talking about the breaking news you heard here first on WSB radio. Joe Biden taps a... Uh, Kamala Harris as his uh, running mate for the vice presidential seat. We'll continue to cover the situation there. 
uh, and have the very latest tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Uh, this is a quick update from Ed O'Keefe from CBS Radio. She's only the second black woman elected to the U.S. Senate, and since 2017, she's perhaps best known for clashing on the Judiciary Committee with two of President Trump's attorneys general. How can you not remember? And Supreme Court nominees. To announce my candidacy for President of the United States. Her own presidential bid began with tens of thousands of supporters in Oakland, California, but ended before the Iowa caucus. So Jamie Dupree will have the latest tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News. Big story. I don't want to cover it politically. I just want to cover it personally. If you remove her name, remove the uh, the D from her lapel. Uh, wow, that didn't sound good. If you move the, the D from her name, uh, and just imagine it was you that were uh, named vice president. Like, what would your life be like today if you were picked to be vice president? Just how amazing of a feeling that might be. Friends you never heard from in 20 years calling you, uh, exes calling you, high school friends, cousins. Just, I think it's a, it's a cool personal story and probably the proudest day of her life. What is the proudest day of your life? I, I teased ahead that I would ask the bananas the proudest day of their life. We're going to start with the stoic one, uh, Andrew Longoria. Proudest day of your life, Longo. Wow, that's I mean, that's kind of hard. I, I, would, I, I would think that it was uh, my first... Uh, job away from my hometown in radio. First radio gig, absolutely. Around, away from my hometown, because the, the people that I worked for there in my hometown were kind of like, ah, you won't make it, you yeah, won't make yeah. it, you know, and so I, I tried for seven months and bugged the heck out of some PD for seven months until he gave me a gig, and yeah. I think that was, I was pretty proud of that because I had to work hard sure. for that, you know. I would, I, mine is up there. My first AWSB is certainly up there. Um but then I realized how much I was making, and I was like, well, I shouldn't have been, should been proud <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah, no. I would have been making more at Wendy's. Uh, Chuck, proudest day of your life? Uh, probably organizing and putting on the resurgent gathering last yeah. year where we got the vice president, and then I got, subsequently got to hang out with him and get a picture. So yeah. that was probably the most proud because that was a lot of work. Do you want me to tweet out that picture of you and Erickson with the vice president again? <laughs> yeah, no. I think that, that was the I best mean, one. Yeah. That was damn funny. That was good. Uh, Deborah Green, a, a very proud woman proudest day of your life i really haven't achieved much in life but there has to be i, I can't think of anything i'm like wow that was great yeah. you know i mean day. something generic like graduating college Ooh, first day of uh of radio first you know i first... mean i did an internship so it's like it was just the evolution what about like interviewing a, like a super huge rock star that's no. got to be a proud no no yeah i haven't accomplished anything the correct answer was of course longoria for Working Deborah, on the Mark Aram show being named executive yeah. producer of the Mark Aram show. That should have been it. That the should, day yeah, quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buford, the day Buford quit was the proudest day of her life. Uh, Carl's up next on the Mark Aram show. Carl, proudest day of your life, buddy. Proudest day. I uh, argued before the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals um, on Bonk, uh, a copyright case. And uh, I'd already been up and argued it once. You normally get a three judge panel, and I lost two to one. We asked for reconsideration. I got to re-argue it, and uh, I, I won uh, 8-3, but it was a, a great experience uh, four or five years out of law school, and I had a, I had a great time doing it. That's um, well, you, On bunk? I don't know that phrase. What does that mean? Uh, on bunk, it means all the judges come in and hear the case again because the panel, for whatever reason, made an error, and uh, the decision should have gone the other way, so I asked for the court to reconsider it and all the judges come in and hear it so i argued in front of uh 11 court of appeal judges uh three were senior and eight were regular but it was uh 
pretty amazing experience. That's awesome. Uh, and I'm assuming that's the highest court you've ever uh, been in front of? It is, yeah. yeah. How yeah, about the so, Supreme Court? Is that is that a possibility? Would you ever be in front of the Supreme Court? I probably wouldn't, but um, in this case, uh, the uh, plaintiff appealed it to the Supreme Court, and so my associate said, this is our one opportunity in our life to become a member of the Supreme Court. So they filed for a petition for cert, which is permission to appeal it to the Supreme Court. We knew it was going to get denied, but we filed uh, a brief in opposition so that we could become members of the Supreme Court. So I've got that hanging on my wall. That's pretty uh, awesome. My my second is uh, I took my granddaughter to a a summer camp, a camp out overnight, two-week type thing. And uh, I... uh, at lunch, they let people perform, so I told them Kayla can sing, and uh, so she had about 10 minutes notice, and she went up and sang in front of 250 people, sang a cappella, uh, hallelujah. Wow. Um, it was, I, I was so proud of her that day. It was really super. That's awesome. Great call, Carl. Carl's got a real job. Carl, Carl presented got a case. a real job. Yeah, he, he presented a case <laughs> in front of the uh, 11th. Circuit Court of Appeals. Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here. Oh, I want to hear this one. Russ, the proudest day of your life, buddy. Is it tonight with the picture you just sent me? No, no. I'll tell you something um, because I thought about it. When I was 34 years old, the day before my 35th birthday, because you cannot join the military at 35. And I said, if I don't do it now, I can't do it. And I drove to Dobbins Air Force Base, got there at like 5 o'clock. They were closing. And I said, don't close when we're joining. <laughs> and some woman, she let me do all the paperwork. And a general, a general wow. walked in the room and asked me to raise my hand. And he said, do you swear to protect the Constitution of this country with your life and obey the president? And I'll tell you what, goosebumps just went all over my body. I was there alone. With that guy, but I did. I swore and I joined. That's awesome, Russ. Um, is that still the age? Is thirty-five still the cutoff? Do we know to join the military? It is in the Air Force. In the Air Force, okay. Because yep. I'm forty-six. Does that mean I'm too old to join? I can't join the Air Force now, Russ. We'd be in dire straits if they asked. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah. that would, Blake would really have hit the fan. Yeah. Like, all right, we, we got to get Aram in this bunker. Well, that's a pretty cool thing, Russ. That I like that. That's the that's a very proud day, my friend. I liked it. You know, I told my friends and my family, everything. I joined the Air Force, they're like, eh, whatever. But I'll tell you what, it meant something to me. I'm pretty sure they didn't believe you at first, right? At at 34 (laughs) years old. No, just because of your age. Like, okay, Russ, whatever. You didn't join the Air Force. I did, too. And, you know, the funny thing was, since I went in there, I was older than ever. I was older than the sergeant. Yeah, I bet. So I had it pretty easy. They didn't really mess with me. They'd yell at people and look at me and just yell at other people. Write, th- write this down, Shaney B. Sitcom idea. Russ in basic training at 34 years old. That would be a hell of a story. Russ, good job, it. buddy. Uh, Friday, don't don't forget us. Never have I ever with hey, Russ and Gainesville. That guy uh, talked to me a couple hours ago about sponsoring the show. So, All um, right. Email Deborah Green. Email Deborah Green, and we'll get that set up. Okay. All right, buddy. Thanks, Russ. Did you find out how old I have to be? Uh, for reserves, it's 39. <sighs> Everything else. We're all too old. You'd be like Clark Howard, right? Is he in the reserves? Something. But they've got that space force. They haven't set limits yet. Oh, yeah. Space force. I'm not going to space. Not going to happen. Uh, Michael's up next on the Mark Arab Show. Michael, proudest day of your life. Oh, man. This is going to be hard. I have to follow Russ from Gainesville. Easy. It's a layup. It's a layup, buddy. Well, um, there's, if I can, there's two, if I can. First one. 
April 15th, 2006, after going through RCIA, I was baptized, confirmed, and received First Holy Communion at St. Patrick's Catholic Church. Wow, April 15th, 2007. That's a big day. I'm glad you remember the day. 2006. I forgot the day already. Second one. And then the the second one, after deciding to get back into the industry over eight years ago, my proudest moment was when we all got done filming this movie about Nat Turner. I think think with everything that's going on right now in the world right now with Black Lives Matter, it is really going to resonate with a lot of people. What's the name of the movie? When is it coming out? It's called Imagine the Nat Turner Story, and if you just subscribe to Chocolate Rain TV on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. Uh, I'm already, I've already subscribed been a subscriber for uh, for a long time to, what was it? Chocolate, Chocolate Rain TV. All right. It's R-A-I-N or R-E-I-N. Uh, you, 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 you subscribe. I got to check my <laughs> subscriptions. Mike is in Decatur where it's greater. Mike, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm great. How are you? Excellent. What's cooking? Uh, hey, I, people may think it's silly, but I am a huge liberal that listens to your show because I like that you keep things very chill and mellow. But honestly, today is one of the greatest days of my life. I was, I felt energized and hope, and I think for a large group of people, seeing a woman of color as a VP meant a lot. And so I talked to people that I work with and friends of mine who have similar beliefs and people that don't, and it was just a big deal. So I know you're trying to stay away from the politics of it, but I, I am I, only because I want, I want everyone to listen to the show, right? I don't, I don't want just yeah, liberals or yeah. conservatives, but it, I mean, there's no doubt it's a historic day, right? So first woman of color, vice president candidate, it is, it, you know, whatever happens going forward, certainly a, a historic day. We can recognize that. Yeah, it gives a lot of us hope, and, and I think that's what we all kind of want. So, But I love your show, and thank you for having all kinds of views on your show. So Appreciate it, Mike. That's uh, Again, that's what I do. I don't want to—I ex- mean, maybe that's why the ratings are so good, Longoria, because I don't want anyone excluded from the Mark Aaron Show true. tent. The tent is up. For, we let Russ in the tent, right? <laughs> we let everybody in the tent. We want everyone listening to the Mark Aaron Show. Proudest— day of your life. We're going to come back, do a little old school Herman Cain rapid fire, get your proudest days on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Final segment of the show. Got to be super quick. Uh, proudest day of your life. Osti's in Athens. Osti, what was the proudest day of your life? Hey man, you know, I've been in show business a lot like you guys for a long time, so things keep coming up. And, um, it did the sound of the Fox Theater one time in Oakland, but it's ha- I'm happy to have come back to Athens, Georgia. Classic city. I remember I was on the stage at the Fox Theater. That was a proud day. I never really thought about that kind of stuff. Tom's in Canton. Tom, proudest day of your life. I just got back off one little mission. Two days later, captain came in. Doc, grab your bags. I was picked up by the 10th and 2nd Special Forces. Dang. P- Tom plucked into the Special Forces. That's a proud day. Pat is in Pennsylvania. Pat, the proudest day of your life. Um, It's very simple, Mark. Um, My daughter had a best friend in junior high, and the friend started drinking and smoking, and my daughter told her she couldn't be friends with her until she stopped. 
Wow. Well, that's, a proud, that's a proud mom oh. moment. Thank you so much, Pat. Kentucky Fried Lee, my man. What's How are you doing? <laughs> Proudest day of your life, Lee. What's going on? Two of them. Uh, one is Jew's Nugget was my bar mitzvah, being in front of all the family. Always a proud day. And it, oh, God, it was. And then the other one was the night I was raised a master mason. In the Ooh. Masonic Lodge. I've, I've done shows on I Want to Be a Mason. Maybe we can talk and you can get me in there. I need one of those uh, Yosemite shout Yosemites. Out. One more. Yosemites. Every time I, can talk, I call Kentucky Fried Lee, I say, Yosemite. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. Good call, buddy. Chris and Alpharetta. Chris, proudest day of your life. Uh, 1995, when the group that I recorded and played with was inducted into the Georgia Music Hall of Fame. What group was that? Dennis Yost and the Classics Four. And they have a YouTube channel called, what is it? Funky Chocolate Rain? No, we don't have that. No? What was the name of that website? That YouTube channel? No, no website. No. Didn't go in the classics for it. It's spooky. You know it if you hear it. Can we, can we get that on the bumper music tomorrow? It, it doesn't oh, yeah, fit sure. your format, but you'll That's know okay. the song if you hear it. All right, well, let's get it tomorrow. Longoria. What's the name of the band again? Right, right classics for Spooky. Get the show in the classics for all right, done. That is a proud day, Chris. All yeah. right, so we have looking something to look forward to yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we'll have to remind me. Oh. Deborah's got it. Yeah, she got it. New Buford's got it handled. Uh, speaking of tomorrow on the show, it is Wednesday, so that means we'll do Millennial Match Game. We'll have Johnny Kilbasa with a fast review. Do we know what Millennial we have lined up yet, Deborah? Uh, Yamamoto and Co. Oh, nice. A little Yamamoto. All right, let's do start of the show there, Longoria. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? All of you had a shot at it, just saying proudest day of my life was working on the Mark Aram show and you all whiffed on it. Completely whiffed. So I'm going to take it. <laughs> no, I'll give two. I'll oh, give one. Me, okay. I get one. Uh, Jamie Dupree gets one for okay. sending uh, some, yeah, some Jamie Dupree 2.0. Yes. Uh, we will continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook Mark Aram WSB. Uh, in the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Don't you eat pretty baby you and me and the devil makes three don't need no other loving baby go to sleep you little baby guests of the mark aram show stay at the all sweet omni hotel located in the heart of chicago's magnificent mile for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.